Amen. You may be seated. Our lives are made up of memories. And our memories are encapsulated in the stories that we tell. Those stories are passed down from one generation to another. They become the narrative of a shared experience. As a nation, we're defined by the stories, the stories of Honest Abe, the stories of Davy Crockett, the stories of George Washington and a cherry tree. Those stories and others like them, no matter how much of them are the solid bedrock truth and how much of them have been embellished over the years, they, they define us. They, they encapsulate within them the core values of who we are. They, they emphasize the unity of a group of people and the common experience of what it means to be an American. The values that we strive for, they, they help instill within us the things that we know we should grow to be. They are what makes us who we are as a nation. The same is true on a smaller scale in our families. The stories that are repeated on our granddad's knee are the stories of triumph and accomplishment, the stories of bravery and courage that occurred in our family. If you remember just a few weeks ago, we had Brother Fred Oates with us on Memorial Day, amen, and he spent pretty much his whole sermon just telling the stories that he'd heard from his daddy about him, his daddy's daddy and brothers or whatever all else. Those stories that are told uh, within our family, the stories that help a young child solidify their sense of self-identity, their, their sense of self worth and in the, the triumphs and the hero, heroic accomplishments of the dads that have gone before and the granddads and grandmother and the things that they went through and the things that they endured and how they made it through hard times and how they came through difficult circumstances. They are the shared narrative that bring us together as a family or as a group. And at the end of the day, the colorful history of who we are as a nation or as a family, or as a church, is preserved from generation to generation, not in the history books, but in the stories that we tell. The stories that are passed from one generation to another. Dads, it is with that understanding in mind that the psalmist in the 78th Psalm charges us as fathers to make sure that our children Hear the stories that compose the shared narrative of what it means to walk by faith. The psalmist understands that as long as the stories are told from one generation to another, there will always be children who will strive to follow God, who will strive to walk in the footsteps of faith that have been left behind by those that have gone on before them. So the psalmist says, I'm going to tell the old story. I'm going to tell a dark old tale that my daddy told me. I'm going to tell you some things. Uh, amen. I didn't see for myself. I didn't experience on my own, but I, I heard them from my father, and I'm going to share them with my children, uh, and they will share them with their children who will share them with their children who will share them with my great, great grandchildren. In the span of those seven verses, the psalmist touches five different generations that are going to be impacted because my daddy told me a story, and I made up my mind. And I'm going to pass it on. So the psalmist says, whatever you do, don't hide the story. 
Don't let the narrative die with you. The identity of your children and their children and the children that will follow after them, those children will find their meaning. They will find their direction. They will find their purpose in the stories that they have learned from you. So don't let them down. They need to know about the mighty hand of God. They, they need to hear about the delivering power of God. They need to hear the stories of a God who answers by fire. They need to know about a God who can part the Red Sea. They need to hear the story of the God who causes water to flow out of a rock. They, they need to hear the stories of the heroes of the faith uh, who walk by faith and have shown us all what it means to trust in God. The Bible says, the footsteps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But I have absolutely no doubt this morning that those footsteps are a whole lot easier to follow when we can clearly see the faint impression around them of a trail that has already been trod by the heroes of the faith that have gone before us, that have followed God before us, that have walked the road before us, but we'll never know about them if nobody tells us the story. It is their story that compels us to abandon what we can see and strive for that which remains unseen just over the horizon of our faith. It is their story that compels us to let go of what we have now and believe uh, that what God has for us is greater than what we now understand and see and to reach for something that only faith can grasp. As we set out on that journey, we find strength in their triumphs. In the stories of a little shepherd boy who defended his God and his worship and his nation against a huge, terrifying giant in a valley where he stood all alone with a slingshot and five smooth stones. We, we find the courage to trust God in the story of three Hebrew boys who even when they were threatened, I'm going to throw you in a fiery furnace, said whatever you've got to do to us, do to us, but we will not worship any other besides our God. Uh, amen. We won't bend our knees to an idol. Uh, you king, you just do what you've got to do because the God who provided for us up to this point, uh, he will provide for us uh, no matter what you do. Uh, and if you take our lives, that's okay uh, because we're going to be with him. Amen. It's there that we find the courage and the strength uh, to stand for truth, to stand for what is right, no matter what the world around us is doing. Our hope is validated. We, we find the wellspring of our hope in, in the knowledge that their hope was never in vain, that God never abandoned them, that he never left those great patriarchs of faith to, to stand on their own. We, we, we find that our hope is validated when we are reminded uh, that he is the God who shuts the mouths of the lions and silences our accusers and always takes care. Of those who trust in him. Dads, I want to tell you, if we want to raise a generation that will walk by faith, then as fathers we are charged with making sure that they know the stories. Making sure that they hear what God has done for us and for those that have gone before us. It is our job 
to make sure that those stories don't die with us, that we teach the next generation to teach the next generation how to praise God for the mighty things that he has already done. And so we are commanded to show the generation that will come the praises of the Lord and his strength, to declare the wonderful works that he has done. So on this Father's Day morning, I want to talk for just a minute to the dads. And I want to encourage you to tell the story. Tell the story of Abraham, the father of the faithful. Make sure that your kids understand that God called him out of Ur of Chaldees. That God called him to a land that he had never seen before. Make sure that you tell them that Abraham took a step by faith. That started a journey by faith. And that Abraham walked uh, by faith. He didn't know where he was going. Uh, he didn't know what the end of the journey would look like. Uh, he didn't know the land that God was calling him to. He only knew that God said Go, and he said, I will follow you, Lord. Wherever you lead me, that's where I'm going to go. He only knew that if he followed God and if he trusted God and if he obeyed God, that God was going to take care of him. Our kids need to know. That's what it means to walk by faith. You don't always get to see the road map. You don't always get to see where the journey ends. You don't always know where you're going. You don't always know what the end of the story looks like. You just got to take each step with the confidence that can only be born of faith. That if God called me to it, he's going to bring me through it. A confidence that only comes from the knowledge that if God starts a good work in me, he is well able to finish that which he has begun. Tell the story of Abraham because his story is a story that will teach our kids that faith doesn't have to know where it's going. Faith doesn't require an explanation. Faith doesn't have to have understanding. Faith just needs to know that God's the one giving the directions. And if I follow him, I'm going to arrive at my destination. Our kids need to know what it means to walk by faith. And they learn from the story of that old patriarch Abraham who left everything that he knew behind and followed God on a journey to a land that God promised to give to him and to his children and to his children to come for countless generations to come. They need to know. Dad, you need to take your kids on their knees and on your knee and you need to find yourself a world map and you need to point your finger at a little piece of land called Palestine and you need to remind them that that was the land that God gave to Abraham and today, amen, it's still inhabited by the seed of Abraham. Today, they're still living there. Today, they're still fighting for their existence all because of a man who walked by faith. And a God who remembers his promises to a thousand generations. Tell them the stories. Tell them the story of Moses. Tell them about a boy who was raised as a prince in Egypt. Tell them about a young man who was born a Hebrew. 
who was adopted by the Egyptians, who, who was raised for a few years by his mama and his daddy, but then was taken to Pharaoh's palace, was trained in the schools of Egypt. Tell them about a young man who refused when he came of age, when he reached that place where he was accountable for his own life, uh, who refused to be called an Egyptian, uh, but insisted that he be numbered among the people of God. Tell them about a young man who abandoned the easy life of privilege and position that was given to him in Egypt to walk the difficult road of faith, trusting in the God that he only knew from the stories that he heard from his mother and his father that were shared with him when he was just a young child. His mama had him long enough to nurse him. But she put stories in him. His daddy put stories in him. That family put a heritage in that boy that when he was 40 years old, he would remember and say, I'm not an Egyptian. I'm a Hebrew. I'm of the people of God. I'm of a people of promise. Moses chose to walk by faith when it would have been easier just to go with the flow. When it would have been easier just to fit in with the crowd, Moses chose to walk by faith, uh, amen, and he became the great leader that would lead his people out of bondage, out of captivity, out of slavery, and on a journey back to the land that God gave to Abraham. See, Moses' story is a story of a man who, who didn't possess the confidence to believe that God could do the task that God called, that he could do the task that God called him to do. He, he, he didn't believe he was worthy. He didn't believe he was capable. He, he didn't feel like he could talk in front of people. Just to be real blunt about it, Moses didn't, didn't feel comfortable talking in front of people, especially important people like Pharaoh. And when God called him, he said, Lord, you got the wrong man. You found the wrong individual. You need to go find somebody else. Uh, but tell your children uh, that even when he felt inadequate, even when he felt incapable, even when he felt like he didn't measure up, that Moses followed God. Uh, and God ordered his footsteps. And God put words uh, in his mouth. Uh, and God spoke through him uh, and that Moses stood uh, in the presence of Pharaoh, the biggest ruler of the land, uh, and declared to him uh, what God told him to say, let my people go. Tell them the story about a man who followed God even when he didn't feel like he was able, like he was capable, and who discovered a God that never failed him. And never let him down. Our kids need to learn that walking by faith sometimes means that you're going to be pushed outside of the boundaries of your comfort zone. Sometimes God's going to ask you to do things that are difficult for you to do. Sometimes he's going to ask you to do things that, just to be blunt about it, you don't want to do. Amen. It would be a whole lot easier to do something else. Uh, amen. Sometimes God is going to push you out there where you don't feel comfortable being. Uh, but if you obey him, if you'll follow him. If you'll walk with him, he's always going to be there and he's going to make a way when there seems to be no way. There would be no story of Moses stretching his rod over the Red Sea and seeing the mighty God of heaven part the waters if he hadn't followed God, if he hadn't obeyed God. Our kids need to know 
that when you follow God, when you walk by faith, that God walks with you every step of the way. Our kids need to know the story of Moses because Moses' journey is made all the more amazing by the spectacle of God's presence that goes with him every step of the way along the wilderness journey. It was God who was right there, a, a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night, that unmoving presence of God that, that led them through the wilderness, that told them where to camp, that directed their footsteps and directed their way. God very visibly demonstrated that he walks with those who walk by faith. Our kids need to know that. Tell them the story of Gideon. Tell them about a young man who was a nobody, who came from a great big family of nobodies, who was the least among the least. Tell them that Gideon's parents gave him a name that defied his station in life. They called him Gideon, the Hebrew meaning a mighty man of valor. And they called him that in a time when there were no mighty men. In a time where value, valor was a rare commodity. Uh, amen. Gideon's story starts uh, with a dad of faith uh, who looks at a child and a long at the end of a long line of nobodies uh, and says there sits a man of valor. We find Gideon behind the wine press threshing wheat in hiding, fearful that stronger men will come and find him and steal from him that which is his. And an angel appears to Gideon. And in the middle of his dilemma, the angel calls him what his name declares him to be. Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. And in that divine encounter, Gideon receives a call from heaven that forever changes the trajectory of his life. In that moment, uh, Gideon chose to walk by faith, uh, and God used him to bring seven cruel years of bondage uh, to an end. Uh, with a tiny army of only 300 men, uh, Gideon would come up against the might uh, of the Midianite army, and with the help of God, uh, he would destroy them and Run them out of the land. Tell your kids that Gideon was the least of his family. That his family came from the least of the tribes of Israel. He wasn't the best of the best. He was the kid that everybody picks last in the softball game. But tell your children that God uses those kind of people. God uses those kind of kids to do great and mighty things for him. When they follow him and walk by faith. Dad, you need to tell your kids that God makes heroes out of zeros. You need to tell your kids uh, that God can reach down and use anyone uh, who will follow him. Because I got to tell you, at some point in our lives, every one of us feels like a zero. At some point in our lives, every one of us feels like the least of the least. Uh, but your kids need to know that God uses people like that. They can walk by faith, and when they do, they become mighty men and women of valor in the Lord, and that God can use them to do great things. Daddies, you need to take your little girls in your arms, and you need to tell them the story of Esther. Esther was an orphan girl who became a queen. It's a story that could have come right out of the pages of a fairy tale. 
that little orphan girl who was chosen by the king of Persia to become his queen. She was exalted from a life of living with her cousin, an exile in Babylon or, or in Persia, to a life of luxury in the palace of the king. But Esther never forgot who she was. And Esther never forgot her humble roots. And she never forgot where she came from. And she never forgot the people that were her people. And the day finally came when she was challenged to lay it all on the line. To risk her very life to save her people. You know the story. Her cousin Mordecai came and he told her, he reminded her, God brought you to the kingdom for such a time as this. And when it was a difficult choice to make, when it was a hard thing to do, Esther chose to walk by faith and God preserved her people because of her choice. Our children need to hear the story of Esther. They need to know that, that God takes preeminence over everything else in your life. When you live in the fairy tale, when you live in the dream, when everything seems to be calling in place and God challenges you to lay it all on the line and God challenges you to turn your back on it all and follow him, they need to know, amen, that God's going to take care of them, that God's going to provide for them. They need to understand that walking by faith sometimes means that you have to make hard decisions. But when you do, God watches over you. His hand goes before us. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. Daddy, tell your little girl about a hero of the faith named Esther. Let her learn what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. I could go on all day long. If time permitted, I'd tell the story of a little shepherd boy named David. If time permitted, I'd talk about a prophet named Isaiah. We could hear the story of a young man named Joseph or a little lady named Ruth. Or we could tell the story of a girl who was favored among all the women of the earth named Mary. Or a brash fisherman named Peter. Every one of those stories contributes to the narrative of what it means to follow God. To walk by faith. But my goal this morning is not to remind you of the stories. My goal this morning is to remind you, dads, you are the keepers of the stories. You are the ones who are charged by the psalmist with the task of making sure that your children hear the stories. You have at your disposal a great treasury of stories of what it means to trust God, what it means to follow after him, what it means to walk by faith. And it is your job to tell your children the stories. Two years ago, a couple was walking in their property in the Sierra Nevada mountain chain. And they made a life-changing discovery. They were walking their dog when they noticed the top of a rusty canister sticking out of the ground. Thinking that a recent rain may have unearthed some interesting artifact of days gone by. Their home was in an area of the country that's rich with western heritage. Thought maybe they'd find some antique or something that they could either keep or, or sell something that had some value. They began to dig around that 
rusty top that was showing through the soil. When they finally got it exposed, they were shocked to discover that it was a canister, kind of an oil can, that was filled with gold coins dating from the mid-1800s. Realizing what an incredible discovery they had made, they, they began to examine the whole area a little closer. And before it was over, they found a total of eight cans containing 1,400 gold coins. It was the biggest hoard of gold coins that's ever been found in the United States. The face value of the coins was over $28,000. And the, the real world value has not been fully determined. The coins are still being appraised. They will be brought to auction, but they're saying they're going to bring somewhere around $10 million. Now, we don't know how that treasure came to be buried in, in rusty iron cans set down in the earth. We, we don't know how it came to be in that particular place, but we can easily surmise that somewhere in the mid to late 1800s, there was a man who had in his possession a tremendous treasure. You've got to understand that $28,000 was a whole lot of money then. Amen. Perhaps it was his life savings. Perhaps it was an inheritance that he received from his dad or from his granddad or when an uncle passed away. Whatever it was, it was enough money that he could have lived like a king for the rest of his days. But for whatever reason or reason, it will be forever lost to history. The man decided to preserve the treasure for some future time. Maybe he thought he'd save it for a rainy day. Maybe he thought that he had some living left to do before he retired and he'd come back and he'd get it when he got ready to retire. Maybe he had some great grand plans. I don't know what they were. I just know he took the treasure and he put it in a vessel and he hid it in the earth. He put it in cans and he buried it. The problem with the story is this. He failed to share that secret with anybody else. He failed to tell anyone else where he hid the treasure. And somehow his life came to an end before he managed to tell anyone where the gold was hidden. What a tragedy. Maybe he had kids, Brother Anderson. Maybe he had grandchildren that, that lived the rest of their lives in poverty that could have lived in wealth because the keeper of the treasure failed to tell the story. Dads, I come to this place this morning to remind you we have been entrusted with a great treasure of the stories of faith in God. And the, the psalmist drawing from Deuteronomy Drawing from what God said. It was God who initially laid that charge upon the fathers. You tell your children what God has done. Don't hide the treasure. Don't bury the treasure in the busyness of your life. Don't bury the treasure in the midst of all the other activities that you're involved in. Whatever you do, don't forget to share the story. Whatever you do, don't forget to tell your children the old stories of what God has done and what God will do for those who will walk by faith. I collect old books. I like, I like to get 
theological works from the late, from anywhere in the 19th century or the 1800s. I went to Portland, Oregon two years ago to preach a revival, and there the, the pastor, knowing that I collect old books, he's also a collector, and he, he has a library that makes mine look very poor. He took me to a place. He said, I tell you, this is my source. This is where I find a lot of my richest, oldest, nicest texts. We were in Portland, Oregon, and it was what they call the Ben's Goodwill. What it is, is the Goodwill stores on the West Coast. They collect all the the stuff that gets donated, and they, they bring it to a bin sorting facility, and there they dump it in big blue bins. And they sort it, and they value it, and they ship it out to their stores. It's the wholesale distributor of the, of the Goodwill facility. And while the, the material is in the bins, if you want to go in there and pick through it yourself, you can take whatever you find and buy it. And they're very low set prices. For books, the price is $1 for a paperback, and $2 for a hardback. doesn't matter how old the book is. It doesn't matter what history. It, 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 there it is. So we went in there that day, and as I was going through this bin of old books. And I found several that are in my office that I paid a dollar or two for. But I found this old Bible. This Bible is 120 years old. It's filled. I don't know the man that owned this Bible. I'll, I, I have no history about him. But it's filled with his notes handwriting, scriptures underlined, thoughts that came in prayer, things that were recorded. 120 years ago, there was a man that had treasure. And Brother Anderson, somehow he forgot. He failed to pass that treasure to somebody that would value it. I bought it for a dollar in a Goodwill store. Dads, I come to tell you this morning, you've got the greatest treasure that your children will ever possess. It's not your inheritance. It's not your wealth. It's not what's in your bank account. It's not your house, your lands, your cars, your all of the material wealth. It's not the, the talent and skill that you'll teach them a trade or a profession or, or all the other, how to hunt and how to fish. That isn't the greatest treasure you're going to give your kids. Uh, the greatest treasure you're going to pass from this generation to the next. Is a story of what it means to walk with God, to follow Him, to trust Him, to know Him. And if we don't tell those stories, they become as useless as gold buried in the dirt, as an old Bible full of faith buried in a book, a bin full of discarded books. What a tragedy that would be. I'd like to ask all the men to stand with me, just the men, if you would stand. I ask for men and not just fathers. Because there are children in our church who don't have fathers or don't have fathers that attend church. And there are men in this church who don't have kids that serve as father figures for children that, that are not theirs. I want to speak to all the men in this house this morning. And I want to join my voice with the word of God. And I want to lay a solemn charge on you. I want you to understand that what we're about to do. What I'm about to say is very significant and very important to the next generation. You gentlemen. You are the keepers of the storehouse of faith. You are the guardians of the treasury.
of the incredible stories of what God can do, what he has done, and what he will do. And I solemnly charge you, before God and this great crowd of witnesses that is gathered in this building this morning, to make sure that the treasure isn't hidden. To make sure that the stories are not forgotten. Let your children and your grandchildren be like the children in the 44th Psalm who said to God, Our fathers have told us about the mighty things that you have done. We know, God, what you're capable of because we heard it from our dads. Would you bow your head and would you pray with me? Men, it is your calling. It is your purpose. It is your charge. Go tell the children what it means to walk by faith. I'm asking in the name of Jesus Christ for a holy anointing, the very hand of God to reach down in this place right now. And I'm asking God that you would let that mantle of anointing rest upon every man under the sound of my voice right now. We are the keepers of the treasure. We are the tellers of the story. And I'm asking God you let the weight of what that means be settled upon every heart of every man that stands in this house today. Lord, let us take it upon ourselves. Let us take this charge that you have given and let us go tell the story like we never told it before that our kids will know there is a God in heaven who hears the cry of his people who is faithful to watch and protect and keep them through whatever they walk. Amen. A God who honors those who walk by faith. In Jesus' name. Would you say amen? Men, would you remain standing as my wife comes?